You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this podcast, Energy Live News' Johnny Bairstow speaks with Steve Holliday, President of the Energy Institute, as they discuss energy professionals' attitudes towards net zero targets and their reaction to the latest findings of the Energy Institute's Energy Barometer. Hi everyone, today I'm talking to Steve Holliday, President of the Energy Institute, about the organisation's latest Energy Barometer report, which aims to identify and explore the sector's biggest issues, uh, really. Uh, So Steve, could you please uh, give us a breakdown of what you found in the barometer and your thoughts on it? Sure, I can. I mean, mean, the barometer's I think gets more powerful year on year to a certain extent because when you're asking not exactly the same questions but similar questions every year then it's you know you I think for a lot of people plotting the themes and the sense of direction is really important and there's some big things that come out of this year's like last year's but you know one of the staggering things is I think and, uh, and gratifying is that four in five people who filled the barometer in which are energy professionals across all sectors of the energy industry want stimulus from the government to be channeled into green industries and jobs, of course, and support for polluting sectors made contingent on people taking real action against the climate. And another really powerful point is that 90% of people are saying that we're currently off track for net zero by 2050. So arguably people in the energy industry should know what they're talking about here. Uh, In fact, more than half of people are saying we're not even on track for our 2030 interim target. So there's a real wake up call, I think, for policy action requires there. And I guess the third point I'd make is a job to rich energy, energy efficient retrofit of housing is identified as the number one route, both to recovery and net zero. Energy efficiency has come up every year. It's no surprise it's here again. Absolutely, really loud and clear, the biggest issue. So those are some worrying statistics that you mentioned there, particularly about 90% of energy professionals saying that we're off track, which is obviously a, uh, a worrying amount of energy professionals who know their stuff uh, to say that. Uh, well, the government sounds like it needs to act. Uh, does it and how? What's the most successful thing that's seen in, in the last 10 years? No great surprise. It's the growth of renewables in electricity generation and the switch away from coal. And I would compare and contrast that. Those are two areas where we've had a real focus and a consistency of policy and incentives. Surprise, surprise, it seems a great success. You look at the other areas that we need to decarbonize and the other things around getting to net zero. Thus far, the policy interventions have been fairly small and sparse. The big cry here is for more interventions in those other areas and particularly consistently. We've had 10 years really of consistent growth of renewables. That's why we've got the success that we've got. One area that this is worrying is because the UK has been knocked off its COP26 uh, progress, and that's particularly concerning given that a lot of the energy professionals that you spoke to in your barometer said that the UK had a pivotal role to play in galvanising other countries uh, to decarbonise. How big of an issue do you think that's going to be? Uh, I, think it, I think it's a real issue, and I'm not surprised by this either. If you, th- if you think about what makes up our energy industry here, an awful lot of our professionals work for global companies, whether it's the oil and gas sector or the renewable sector or, you know, or, or some of the technology parts of the energy industry today. So, so they think about what we're doing here and they think about the opportunity to therefore export an awful lot of those, those skills around the world. And they're proud of the leadership of the energy industry that we've had over decades and decades. So they see COP as a real opportunity. So I'm not surprised by this. I think it's a wake-up call again. As we go into COP, we absolutely need to think of it as a, 
massive opportunity both to kickstart what we're doing here but to demonstrate to others how we can lead and that will present some business opportunities for UK businesses down the road of that I am convinced. Do you think personally that we're on track for uh, 2030 uh, our interim target? No we're not we're, we're clearly not at the moment um, I think I believe the energy professionals I think that's absolutely right um, and I think everything I see as well when you think about 2050 this is the decade of delivery. You know, this is the decade where we really need to get going. If we continue to emit carbon at the rate we are, then whatever action we take in the 30s and 40s, we've kind of used up so much of our carbon budget by then. So we really need to take action this decade. This is the decade of delivery. And obviously carbon emissions come from every part of our society, really. Uh, but two thirds of respondents said the energy industry itself isn't actually doing enough to decarbonize, uh, which is kind of where you'd hope people would be most knowledgeable and most uh, kind of keen to actually get those emissions reductions happening. Why do you think that is? Um, I think, I mean, that's an interesting shift on, on a year. And I think that's just the reality of the step change that we've seen in, in, the, in, in the last year, both from society in general, the public, from the investor community as well, and for, and for the leaders of, of the big organizations all now realizing that we need to move fast. When they see what needs to be done and they look at what's happening on the ground right now, I think they can see that the pace of change on the ground isn't as fast as the rhetoric and the ambition at the moment. And talking about the pace of change on the ground, when we say businesses and uh, certain sectors should only receive support if uh, that's contingent on climate action and go going greener, what sectors are those and what kind of actions do you think the energy professionals want to see? Well, I think, you know, if you look at the heavy in, in energy intensive sectors, then we clearly need to move them onto a cleaner fuel. Um, which could be hydrogen. So it's, you know, it's, I think it's, it's a trajectory of not just helping us at the moment financial help, but we've got a plan that demonstrates how the carbon intensity of our business is going to change over not, not I would argue, a 30-year trajectory, but over a 10-year trajectory. That's pretty quick for these businesses to turn things around, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't expect you to get from A to B in 10 years, but we, but as I said just now, you know, we need action in this decade, actually. So we really need to get moving. So I would argue, don't come back to me with, with a plan that starts in 2030 and says between 2030 and 2050, here's what I'm going to do. A plan that starts actually in the next few years that really then gets you the confidence that you're going to get down to net zero by 2050. And that's going forward. I completely agree with you that we need to start right now. Uh, in hindsight, it'd be quite nice if we could start 10 years ago. Uh, but one theme that came up in the report was that energy efficiency uh, kind of was missed by a, a, in the last decade. It's one of the big opportunities that we haven't really grasped upon. Yeah, and we've been talking about it, haven't we, for, forever almost. I mean, there have been you know, a, a huge number of attempts, to be fair, of government putting incentives on some of the uh, power supply companies to invest in energy sufficiency. We've done a, a little bit of retrofitting of some homes, etc. I think what people are saying, though, is that you know, we need now a policy, we need a consistency of that. So the announcement that's been made about injecting some money into it is very welcomed indeed. But it shouldn't just be a one-year activity. You know, this, again, is going to be uh, more than a decade. So we really need the confidence, I think, to get the skill set, the industry, the supply chain up and running with the confidence that this isn't going to be just a, a one-year quick flash. 
it's a real drive to really retrofit all of our houses in the UK over a decent period of time. And lastly, you mentioned there that there have been big efforts before to do that, to kind of take the low hanging fruit of energy efficiency. Why hasn't that worked? Well, I'm the, I don't mean I'm the expert on that, to be honest. I mean, it's a complex issue. Um, uh, I guess the only observation I would make, it's, it's been clear about who probably are the best people to execute that program for you. I think trying to get the energy supply companies to marshal that wasn't necessarily the best place to actually, actually get it going. Uh, you, you know, at that stage, and I'm back 10 years ago now, I think, you know, putting incentives on organizations to invest in their consumers' properties that reduce their profitability as, as a supplier, it's kind of a strange way of doing it. Well, thank you very much for talking to me, Steve. Some fantastic insights there, as usual. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, as I'm sure you are, to see how the government reacts later today with their announcement. Very much so. Good talking to you. You too. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planet.